I want to uh, not convince you, but fortify you this morning on the importance of the local church. The importance of the local church. And we'll not get mired in the mud arguing over the, the somatics. Well, the building is not the church. Duh. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know? And yet, those that seem to, you know, not love the local church, that's what they argue. But I believe that the local church is to the universal church what the family is to the human race. It gives it identity. It gives it family. Are you just... A family, or are you a Riesgraf family? Huh? Sure. Here's identity. A place where you belong, you find a family to love, and a place where you can serve. It's more than an institution. It's a living organism. Pinch yourself. Find out. It's designed to reveal Christ. A Christ that is truly present in the challenges and the complexity of our lives and world in which we live. Every local church is to be the visible expression of the universal church. And every believer is to be a visible expression of the Christ that is in them, in his and her world. Amen? Absolutely. The church is God's instrument for changing the world. Think about it. The church is relevant. It's not a hangover from the past. No. The church is the display of God's glory. It's the instrument of power and presentation. It has a mandate. It's a mandate to reveal Christ. It's a body of believers united, working together for the cause of Christ. They gather together in praise and purpose and planning and teaching. I want to read some scriptures. Just solidify, not because you don't believe, but to fortify. 
Paul writes to Timothy and says, I really want to come to you, but I can't get there right now. So I'm going to give you a few instructions. And so that you might know how that the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Oh, he incorporates the two together. The pillar and the ground of truth. Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So much more as you see the day of approaching. Sounds like a local assembly to me. Colossians chapter 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. It's hard to do those alone. We've witnessed that today, and we're witnessing, you know, teaching, too. In Ephesians chapter 4, equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. In other words, a place of arrangement that that can take place and, and happen. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and of, of prayers. The word steadfast, steadfast, is to do something, you know what I mean, on a regular basis. To do with a fixed purpose so that it becomes consistent in your behavior. It means to follow through. With purpose and heart, it becomes a daily way or a daily part or part of your life. And I love what the results of that persistence is. First of all, it says in Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42, that it generates a reverential fear of the Lord. And fear came upon every one of them. Not afraid, but, you know, it, it gave a picture. It developed a, a photograph in their minds. And the result of that was, whoa, what an awesome God. Oh, what God is doing. And then as a result of that reverent fear, Signs and wonders. And you will notice that signs and wonders are generally the offshoot when there is a great reverential awe 
with regarding how great and awesome God is. Signs and wonders. This steadfastness, it says, produced a unitedness or a unity in them. Then it tells us that it not only produced the unitedness in them, but in that there was tremendous fellowship that took place. <clears throat> and then favor began to fall upon them. From above and from around. People love steadfastness. Then as a result of steadfastness, there was growth. How many things those are all good things that we could just go ahead and say amen to and embrace? Well, then if we want what they had, then we have to do what they did. Hallelujah. So steadfastness in the local church, in our lives, that habit. <clears throat> Look at some of the metaphors that the scripture uses. It uses family and fellowship, body and bride, people and temple, lady and her children. They just are a constant display of what the church is. I got a definition for you today on the church, the local church. The local church is a community of believers who live as on the ground, expressing the premacy of Jesus by, by advancing the gospel in distance and in depth. Hallelujah. In distance and in depth. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 says this. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God. We have official office. You have official office. You have an appointment an appointment that is in your world, in my world. See, the local church is God's plan A, and guess what? He doesn't have a plan B. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, where does the enemy set up his fronts against? Something invisible or something visible? Obviously, something visible. In this local church, as God's plan, it's a group of people loving one another, 
working with each other toward a common objective. The church is the most important visible force in the world today. I say visible because you can't see the Holy Spirit. He is the most important force. But the church is the most important visible force in the world. Its role is to put the glory of God on display in the present. Yes. Its task is more important than all governments and universities combined. Sometimes we're disturbed about the condition of America, the culture, complaining about government, complaining about its value system. Well, church is the ancient of change. Amen? Changes you, changes me, and then we live out that change. Making it, you know, the change agent a priority in our lives. The renewal of the church. We are such a blessed people today that we don't have to have an underground church. Some places they have to have an underground church. But here we can have an open air in very public church. Why do we need to pray for the renewal of the church? Because it is the light of the world. It's important because it reveals Christ. Just as Christ revealed God in human flesh, the church is to reveal Christ in the incarnation. We need to pray for a healthy, bold, focused local church. Amen? Here's what it says in Psalms 92, 13, 14. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. He just extends you, you your life out in fruitfulness and and, and there's something about, you you know, your, your, your branch, you as a branch, you know, Psalm 52 says, I'm like a green olive tree in the house of the Lord. The central place of worship was so important that God went ahead and established it when he began to develop, you know, and and, and pull together what we know as the children of Israel. Moses became the leader of the children of Israel 
One of the first things God did was have him make a center of worship. The tabernacle. And eventually the tabernacle, of course, as they, as they found their residence in their promised land, became the temple. But both were to be the center of the nation. God placed this center of worship in the middle of his people. And from that, there was instruction, there was teaching about God and about the will of God. It was a worship center. It was a spiritual center. It was designed to bring a little bit of heaven. And though heaven was a long ways off, it was a place where the values of eternity become aware and instilled so we can know how to operate. That center. Whenever they would move, and sometimes they were moved because they're wondering. And when they set up the camp, they'd go ahead and they'd set the tabernacle and they would camp around it. Because they needed a center for worship. In Matthew chapter 28, you know the Great Commission, and there Jesus hands the church its mission statement and its purpose. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. A couple Sundays ago, we had Teamwork Africa with us. Coming on the uh, VBS Sunday, when we have VBS, we're going to have, you know, Surprise visitor, missionary visitors. The church. One thing about the church, it's the new temple. It's built in Christ, by Christ, and for Christ. It's still under construction. I find it interesting, after all these years, that Notoriously, some people are very negative about the church. They see the faults instead of the virtue. They see the mistakes instead of the accomplishments. They see the failure instead of its successes. That shows us how careful we need to be. Because it can ruin a testimony in a moment's time. Have you ever thought of yourself and think of us as Christ's body being visible? You are the body of Christ. And members in particular, or a specific design. He does not say that you should be particular members. 
you need to be members in particular. Think about the church. It's called the household of God. Ephesians chapter 2. You're not strangers or foreigners. Part of the household of God. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, when he's talking about leadership, he says, if you can't take care of your own household, how will you take care of the household of God? How many know that? Sounds pretty local. That's local. It's called a family. It's called a flock of sheep. It's called the body of Christ. Imperfect, still moving on, developing, till we all come to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. Joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Though we're many, we are one body. So also is Christ. If there's one thing the Tower of Babel teaches us, and that is you can accomplish more together than you can as an individual. It says that the people had a unified purpose, unified mind. They were united. And God looks at it and he says, that's the ingredients for success. Nothing will stop them. Nothing will stop them. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and said, guys, you need to have one mind. You need to be united. You need to make sure that division doesn't, you know, invade your presence. So we gather that together we can do the most. That's why there's local churches. It makes togetherness possible on a daily and functional basis. The church building simply facilitates. It's simply a place that the purpose can flow from, and the platform can be arranged. I like a perfect church. I think we're not perfect, but, you know, we don't have a lot of dysfunctional messes. When Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, you know, in we hold the New Testament church up to be, you know what I mean, this, this, we want to model it. 
Well, there was factions in it, there was heresies in it, there was harshness in it, there was divisions in it, there was adultery in it, there was lawsuits in it, there was divorce in it, there was elitism in it, and they even neglected the poor. But Paul never gave up on the church. He pressed in. Saw a broken church, but he envisioned envisioned a beautiful church. See, Jesus loves his church at her best and at her worst. He laid down his life for it. Acts 20 and 28 says to the elders, he says, I want you to really be careful in your conduct and your function over the church because God has purchased it with his own blood. He didn't just die for individuals. He died so he could have a body made up of members in particular. I don't know how you see the parable of the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price. It often is used as your salvation. But I challenge it, you humbly. What did you have to buy with? What did you have to sell in order to buy? In what field did you purchase there is one who saw the field there is one who sold everything to buy the field because something was in the field He bought the field and because there was a treasure in the field. Think about it. He bought it because of what was in the field. And Paul writes to the Ephesians and says that they're was something that was hidden through the ages. But now in these last days is being manifest, and it is the manifold wisdom of God through the church. It's just, it's beautiful. The church. It's that great treasure. The church is actually a surprise to the devil. It is. That's what Paul says in Ephesians. You're going to make known it, you know, to the principalities 
and the powers. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Oh, hallelujah. The church. The church is the greatest engine, good engine in history. It's got the greatest distribution center. Think about it, church. Let's move out of, you know, into this realm here. The distribution center of the church. It is, it's got the longest track record. It does. Acts chapter 2 tells us in Stephen's defense, he said this, as he's talking about Moses and how Moses ministered to him and how Moses, you know, had, had received the law, etc. says he was in the church in the wilderness. Now I know that sometimes you hear the church was born on Pentecost. The church was empowered on Pentecost. An organization and an identification and, you know, recovery of a lot of things took, took place there. But church has got a long track record. You know what? It's also got the most committed people. The most committed people. I hope I don't offend you with this next statement, but God values individuals. But the majority of the time, he chooses to work within the community of the believers. You cannot say that because I'm not the eye or the ear, I'm not part of the body. Notice these great men, leaders that God used, what he used them for. Moses led the people. Somebody. (laughs) Moses led the people. David, you know, is responsible for, for giving his people a strong kingdom. Isaiah, when he spoke so beautifully and so prophetically and powerfully, but he spoke to the people. Jesus uses Peter to speak to the church. He calls Paul, and he uses him to set up new churches. Wherever the apostles went, 
they left behind churches. Woo! They left behind churches. See, the local church doesn't just matter. It's critical. It's critical. It's the church that offers hope for lasting change in generations to come. Paul wrote to Timothy and says, I remember the faith that was in your grandmother and then in your mother and now in you. We were at Pastor Amundsen's uh, Retirement party in Judy Hill. It was it five or six generations? I know it was at least five, but it might have been six. Six generations. Six generations. A church. See yourself, not just like a lone ranger without anybody around you. See yourself as part of a body. God in the flesh. God in the flesh. You go into my stead, Jesus said. And because the eternal destiny of man depends upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, nothing could be more crucial than the church. Jesus is not going to the uttermost parts of the world without the church. The church is such a powerful and important part of God's program. He said, let your light shine that, like a city that's set on a hill. I believe that the Lord wants his people to catch the vision, the, the incomparable importance of the church. The role that it has of revealing the risen Christ. The testimony that has been given about this ascended Lord. See, the purpose of the church is one, is to glorify the Lord, and two, to inform the world about the work of the Redeemer. The church. 
Somebody says, well, pastor, what about parachurches? That's just simply the church at work. I have no problem with that. It's the church at work. This is the church at worship. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes we're so hung up on worship that we're not getting the work done. Now we got to learn how to do both. Worship and work. You do a part, I do a part. I don't do your part and you don't do my part. Unless there's nobody to do the part. You understand? Understand that, you know, he says that, that some people are not active because I'm not the eyes. I'm just an ear. You don't want to be anything but what you're called to be and what fits you. Absolutely. He said that there should be no schism in the body, no, no contention, you know? I don't... You know, Gordy doesn't even mind. He's got a thumb gone, but he's still, you know what? He's not letting, you know, the dismembership of a little part stop the hand completely. That's the difference between members in particular and particular members. Hallelujah. We are not. I got 12 minutes, <laughs> according to my watch. <laughs> You've heard the phrase, and, and you know what I mean? I can't just go to phrases, but there's a lot of times there's a lot of truth in it, you know what I mean? You, you are the only Bible somebody some people read. You're the only contact with the presence of Christ that some people are going to experience. You are the only Jesus that they're going to see, you know what I mean, in walking this earthly sod. You're the only Jesus. We have an important role. We have a, we have a you know, a critical role. It says that we're the household of God. It means that we really we are the ones that really have relationship. But this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another. It says we can really improve our witness. I don't know how to say this, you know, but I don't know how many different 
you know, titles there are over the church. <laughs> and I don't even know who's all in the church in those different churches. It's not mine to decide. But it is mine to exhort this one. And I can do it because I don't know that nobody's not getting along. Because otherwise you'd tell me you think I was picking on you. If there's any problems, don't tell me, okay? <laughs> because I'm, I'm pastoring a perfect church. <laughs> Makes my job easier. <laughs> But he says, you, you, you know, you can really raise your testimony. You can really raise the evidence in your life. The church can, can begin to have, you know, more than a 30-watt bulb. If they'll function with each other in Genuine love. Genuine love. Love that lays down. Master musicians that come. It's called the church of the living God. It's called the, the pillar and the support of truth. In a sense, truth is dependent on the church and society. That's what Paul writes. We have many options today. We have television preachers. We have radio preachers. We have podcasts. Don't reduce the church to podcasts. We're here to make eternal difference. If you're disappointed in the local church, don't write it off. Pray for it. Bless it. Serve it. And love it to life. Amen. Because just as they're redefining family, he will also come to try to redefine the church. First the natural, then the spiritual. We live in a Time similar to Haggai. Haggai the prophet lived amongst the people who were comfortable living without the temple. They did not have a center of worship. They were building working, raising families. They were doing it all. But they didn't have a center of worship. 
because we don't have time, but if you want to read it in Haggai chapter 1 and 2 and 11, you know what I mean? He goes and says that most of the problem that you're having is the result of you don't have a center of worship. I didn't write the book. Center of worship. Thank God you got a center of worship this morning. And you want to keep the center of worship. You want to find a center of worship because God says, you know what I mean? When you have a center of worship, he said, I'm going to go ahead and bless you and pour out the things that are necessary in your life. Yeah. Center of worship. Do you know that you can't even use the gifts of God without a church? You can prophesy to yourself if you want to. And that's, that's okay in a personal relationship. But when you read the scriptures, it says that they're there to edify other people. <laughs> Building other people up. Stand with me this morning. We are the church, and Karen sang that song about the church. The church. Now he says, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm I'm in the midst of them. There's a uniqueness of the presence of God that's different than your personal and private time with the Lord. There really is. Now, God says, I'm I'm not going to make it difficult. You don't have to have a bunch. But there's got to be a central focus when you gather in my name. Gather in my name. Jesus, or excuse me, Paul writes to the Hebrews and says that the church gathering is so important that he puts a phrase in there and says, when things are getting worse, gather more. (laughs) I don't like that one. I just want the promise. No, you gotta take the setup too. That's what the setup is. He says, you know, if you gather, you're gonna protect your spiritual life. And when you protect your spiritual life, you protect your economic life. When you protect your economic life, you protect your physical and natural life. When you protect that area, you protect your relationship life. When we had the marriage thing, one of the great ones that was talked about was the communication session. Guess what happened? We learned about 
communication. And the effect was that I get along better with my spouse. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it does. It's what it does. Amen. I know you believe in the church, but you know what I mean? Glory to God. Well, enough said. Church. Everybody say church. Church. You are not the church. We are the church. Amen. Hallelujah. I am a member, but I am not the church. But we are the church. Hallelujah. Together. Amen. Give the Lord a praise this morning. We'll sing. Close. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today that we are part of the greatest event that ever has been set place upon this earth. And that is your work through your body that you have chosen to relate to in a word that's called church or called out ones. We thank you for sanctifying it. We thank you for the empowerment. And we thank you for its placement, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for its commission. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go with God, because he's going with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.